Jane Maven podcast, where we spark up conversation, verbalization, stimulation, share our situations, temptations, education, relaxations, and elevations. All righty. Thanks, everybody, for coming on back with us. So sorry about that. You know, technology, can't control it. Um, you know, so everybody needs to go ahead and, like, do a, a group post to Charlemagne and be like, hurry up and get her. Get her, you know, and then I ain't got to worry about it. You know, so we're good. No, but thank you guys all, you know, our live um, listeners. Please come back in now. Hopefully you got your, your notification. But we're just going to basically pick right back up where we left off. Um, and while I do that, everybody, you know, your girl is either forgetting to read the quote or I'm forgetting the spark and salutations. Come on guys, hold me accountable. What am I doing here? You guys, that's why you guys got to be in the live chat and be like, get on it, girl. So we're going to do our spark and salutations, greetings and love to everybody. Please grab your sativa, your hybrid, your indica, your dab, your edible, your drink, whatever it is. And let's get elevated and, uh, jump back into this conversation. So as we were talking about, we were talking about the Karens in, in the world. Yeah. Um, like I said, that lady, I mean, I don't know if she was practicing for her like community theater or what, but she was doing a whole lot. She was putting like a hundred on five, like not even 500, like she was putting way too much on it. Like I said, the gentleman, King, no shade, but he did not sound intimidating. Um, actually, while we're on the little break, I did remember that I have seen what he looks like. He doesn't look intimidating. And on top of everything else, he was bird watching. I, you can never tell me to be afraid of any man that's in the park bird watching. Like bird watching. I tell you that. I mean, right? Um, and then what was so funny was that she's like, turn the camera off, do all this, do all that. No, bitch, why should I have to do something that you are clearly, clearly being nothing but a big asshole right now? So in order to protect myself, which is sad that that's something else that we have to do, you know, as I gotta citizens, document this. I'm literally gonna yes. document it. Yeah. Like, I get it against the cops, but now we're having to do it against anybody? And especially yeah, white women for black people just doing wrong shit? Yeah. So I can't tell you what it's, I mean, of course, I'm not a black man. I can't tell you about any instance where, you know, I've, I've had that happen. I can definitely tell you about a time when I've been told, oh, you don't seem black. You don't talk black, um, you know, or some shit like that. And I don't know if that's supposed to be a compliment to us or what. It's not. But it would be the time when the cop almost pulled the gun on me when we were listening to music in the car. Yes. But I'm just saying, so I'm saying that for a man, like I want you and, and you know, the hubby, the hubby, hubby, you guys can hear him too. I want you guys to tell our listeners and tell people like what it's like to live as a black man today. And like you said, you haven't left the house much, but to go to the grocery store and to Target. So how would that make you feel if you were just minding your black ass business, going to Target and you had the situation, you know, or you had a situation where somebody looks at you crazy or, you know, a lady takes her purse off of this shoulder and puts it on this shoulder. How does that make you feel? No, it's honestly it's just it's a 
infuriating type of thing, but you gotta realize how they looking at you. So it's like a catch twenty two in a sense. It's like you mad at this person for looking at you like that, but you know if you react, so you just getting caught up. But but at the, the end of the day, it makes you angry. You could try to spin yeah. it how you want or whatever, and try to say it doesn't affect you as much, or it does affect you more. But it's a sense of anger because you're getting just played off as a person you're not. At the end of the day, at least know me before you start saying I'm some type of way or look at me some type of way. Like, you yeah. know, and then especially like you even said in the sense of that dude, you don't sound intimidating, you don't look intimidating. Black skin should be intimidating. Because at that point, you know? that's what you're saying. Like, you feel me? Yes. Like, it's intimidating. Me, I, I, I'll watch the video, I'll be like, damn, bro, sounding like a square. They tripping on squares now? And then I have to realize, like, oh, they're black. He's black. I can't, Thank it doesn't matter if he's a square. You feel me? So I didn't want to say But exactly. That's exactly weird. Right you feel me? When we heard his voice, I was like, who's she scared of? Is there somebody standing behind him? Like, what's going on? Like, did, did he call that's, all his that's brothers the over? Like, when she was holding the dog, right? I mean, and he, she, she wanted to talk about being a threat and all this and that. You damn near choked your dog out. Your dog literally was trying to get away from you like you were the threat. Your dog looked like he was in, like, panic trying to get away yeah. from you. Look, and you don't even got the sense to put it on upset. the leash. You got a leash. You don't put it on the leash. You don't talk to this man and let him know, like, I just don't appreciate you filming me. I get, and like, that's what it was. Have, it's a middle ground. Like, we, yeah. you don't think we yeah. understand that shit? If you feel threatened or all this and that, we've been oppressed. We know what, like, the police killing us if they pull up. You say, I'm going to say a black man is threatening me. You yeah. know what's going to happen when they pull up. You basically an accomplice to murder at that point. And she so just, like, and he just, what, a black man, he just, and then she's trying to cry and shit. And I'm like, you sound like that. But, but she switched it. At first, she was trying to be blue corrected. She was like, there's African American. Yeah. And then when they weren't coming, she's like, no, I'm not, I'm fear for my life. There's a black man. And all of a sudden she's all fear for her life when they're not responding the right way the first time. Yep. Yep. And, and what was so crazy about it is that she didn't like being called to the carpet. Cause he told her your dog's not supposed to be in the park without a leash. That's what started it. She had her white privilege, you know, uh, challenged and she didn't like that shit. And let's let getting into that. Why is it such an issue for you guys to admit that you do have a privilege? Okay, my son is half white. So once again, I have to say this, you know, to preface it, which I shouldn't because I shouldn't have to preface or explain my emotions or, or my sentiments or my questions. I shouldn't have to do that, but I do. So I will, which is something else that we as black people have become accustomed to. We don't complain about that we have to change our voices on the phone. We don't complain about that, you know what I'm saying? That we have to give a certain uh, image when we go to interview. We just do it. We just do it. Literally, However, you know what it is, it is. we just do it. So why you is it that it you is. guys can't assimilate the same way and at least admit that due to you guys don't earn it, let's be real. You guys don't deserve to earn it, but you have it. So why is it such an issue for you to admit that there is a privilege that you guys have? No, nah, and that's uh, the bigger thing is they act like they're naive to it. Like they can tell when like us as black people, like if we went back to the neighborhoods we grew up in, like especially more like me or Dewberry, you feel me? We go back to like our hoods we from, you know why we accept it there, but you can't get why you got privilege in your whiteness. Like in, in America, in the end of the day, if America was a hood, we got black privilege if that's the case. But it's not right. like that. It's only in pockets that we got our hood privilege in places. And like at just, school, we could, we could talk to students, we could to stop stuff yeah, with everybody because of America where we're from America. and how we talk. But another teachers can't even do that. And they don't try then, to do that. Yeah, they don't try to do that. That's the same thing that makes us successful there. If we take that to the to that more corporate white world, they're gonna be yep. they're gonna still look at us like 
we're going to have to show and prove and have like numbers for them yeah. to look at like, well, they did help this many kids. And yeah. Dewberry does pass this many kids in math and it have to be a whole statistic game, not just like, you know what it is? It's a what, what have you done things. for me lately situation with black people. What have you done for Literally. me lately? That's what it then, is. White people get it when they got to when they want to come to the hood and start using the N word or do what you just. I ain't even gonna get into that whole thing. But when they come around, getting into other people's pockets, you understand what it is to get into that. And I'm gonna use the word privilege because, like I said, in the hood, we got hood privilege. If you come over here being a square, we might out you, get up out of here, bro. We chilling. Yep. You might you might snitch on me. You might it's whatever. However, we come. And in the white privilege, which is America, unfortunately, we got a pocket, not even a pocket. We got one thread of stitching in this motherfucker, and they got the whole whole thing. They got the whole country to get privileged, and they don't understand that. You feel me? Yep. And it's yeah. just, you shouldn't even have to get first. He has white privilege, and he understood how he uh, yeah. sat on this thing and almost broke down in tears. Like, I, I know that I have white privilege, and it's unfortunate that it's still that way, but I can't deny said that. Newsom today on this little press conference. Why I love Newbie. That's why I love him. That's what's going on in Minnesota and how people need to be. That's why I love him. Change like people just need to stop making excuses and they need to be more. Yes. Yes. Just the same way that you guys are up in arms about tigers and animals and shit. Can you have that same emotion towards the people that are your same species? Like we are your and that's same. and that's the realer thing. Like I was watching a thing today. I can't, I wish I remembered exactly who it was. So I could quote him because he really spoke some truth and he deserved his credit. But he was just saying it like it was a white man speaking to like what white men could do. You feel me? And he kind of was just saying the accountability piece. If you sit there and watch when it happen, if you're a white manager and you know you got black employees, give them a mental health day. Just all these different type of things yeah. that really be about what you talk about. And yeah. to me, I was listening to it. And I'm just like. They need to just take that conversation and put the insert here. Like, you know, they said insert name here. And then right. we have that talk. That yes. They need to just do that for, like we talked about before we got on here, for, for any institution, like police, anything, race, white people, however you want to do it. They need to have that talk and really be real. Like, in the day, black people, we've been doing it for years, bro. We've been knew that we need education. We've been forced pushing each other to go to college and right. get your diploma and shit like yep. that. We've had to accept the fact that, like, even if my mom, if my mom, her kid is going to jail, she has to accept the fact that my son did something to go to jail and get rehabilitated yep. and has to miss him and be torn away. And we've accepted that at this point. We in 2020, and that is a regular part of our society for black people. And other races go through it, but nobody goes through it. We, we got the mass incarceration, you feel me? Yeah. So there's already things we accepted and what we got to do. So why can't y'all do the same thing, bro? We've bitten so, the bullet. We swallowed our pride and we've moved forward. I love that you're saying that. Because it's very, it's very imperative um, to. Oh, shoot, sorry, I'm trying to record and I keep dropping my phone as I'm talking to you. But you're saying something surreal. So, but what it is is, um, for example, we know when you know uh, Stephen, let's just say, gets caught up. How long has the whole family been talking about that Stephen's a fucker? Stephen's gonna end up in jail. I know, and y'all probably like Stephen. That's not a black name, okay? But yeah, it, can, it is. So no, I, let's, go, I, I, let's I take that narrative away that I didn't use a black name. Let's just say that. But yeah, so let's just say Stephen goes to jail. We've known the whole life, our whole lives, or our whole situation that Stephen's been a fuck up. Stephen don't listen. Stephen does whatever he wants to do. Stephen's about the man and whatever, whatever. Else. When finally Stephen unfortunately gets that case that he becomes incarcerated, what do we do? We hold the accountability. We get well. That's what the, that was Stephen did. 
You know what I'm saying? Because my thing um, is, imagine if we said like how they do. Imagine if we said, well, white people got away with it, so we'll be okay. Like, like no, like we got to worry about ours and hold ours accountable. Black people been doing that. White people don't do that. White people look at the next person to make an excuse and think they can get away with it because they've been getting away with it. But, yeah. If there was two black dudes or three black people that chased a white person and beat them or shot them with shotguns in the middle of the street and they made it to TV, they would have been arrested and in jail the same day. It took them like a Bro. week to start arresting people. The dude that was with them recording, which I said as soon as I saw, I was like, I'm he not, has yeah. to be with him. What yeah. is he doing? They still didn't arrest him for like two weeks after that. It's like, this is ridiculous. And he's talking about not what happened this week, but unfortunately, because there's been three major cases that have happened in the last two months or so. Um, actually, I'm sorry, the young lady that I'm, the other person who I'm referring to, that happened some months ago, but it's just now becoming widely known. Um, the young lady and that's that a bigger problem now. The information, yeah. how's the information coming out a month or two late? Like, how am I? I'm actually right. on Instagram and Twitter every day. I'm like a crackhead with my phone. I, it's right. in my hand. How, how do I not see these stories until hella months later? Like, I could tell you that, about anybody on OnlyFans. I could tell you about you know anything else, but I, I'm finding out four and five and six months later that a young black woman was shot in her home and died alone in her hallway and we're you know we're just now finding out about it you know or the fact that even with this you know with uh mr floyd george george floyd situation what do you guys mean investigation there's a clear your investigation was on the damn tape like that's all you need what do you mean you know that to me was and that's the difference i didn't get it it was so infuriating it's to me it's like i even said a simple fix to nip all this in the butt and they won't do it because it'll hold them accountable that's the whole thing we've been speaking on is like i said you got to strip cops of that security of killing a person and getting a light consequence or no consequence you know yes. I mean? they need to get charged like if right now if you shot your husband right now on this live you're going to that's video evidence you're going to jail right. like right so why does right. that same shit not work for a cop just because you got a fucking badge? Like, yep. you're a person killing a person, bro. You didn't sign up to be a murderer, bro. That's not in the description. So why are you not getting tried? Like, it, and I feel you on it. I feel you. Like, like the whole, what, we, what did we learn? You know, we used to be excited about reset, or not recesses, but assemblies where, you know, the cops came and, you know, the, the fire department came and oh my, we learned 911, protect them to serve and all that. Bullshit. Like the fact that my kids are completely different, that's, that, that's when sad When I was over kid age, I used to wait for the cop car to come by, he'll stop. We'll get the little stickers that look like the badges. Yes, we'll, the badges. We get to look at the computer, and and I, I, that's crazy because I was literally thinking that today. It's crazy, funny you say that because I'm really thinking like, bro, I used to like that is superheroes when they come by. Like, bro, I, I do this when the fire engine go by, when the cops come by, they'll stop, give me a sticker, make me feel like a little fake sheriff. Yeah. Uh, but now it's like as an adult, I got it. Literally, it's I mean, bad. My boys I got say really fear for myself. What do the boys say when they see? Police, what they call them? Popo. Popo, hot boys. I mean, that's that's, what I've... that's the sad part. I gotta teach my kids how to respect cops, even though they're constantly seeing images of cops not respecting people that Definitely. look like them. Because if they don't respect it, then what's happening to everybody else could happen to them one day. You know what I'm saying? I, I tell myself all the time, if, if you don't respond the right way, the right answer, it could be all bad. Yep. 
Like, I'm, I'm, he'll start stuff. I'm like, no, you got to calm down, think before you, so you know exactly what you want to say. Just because, I mean, they're taking any reason they want to to kill us, and, and now they're not even using guns. Now they're using these. Yeah. You know, and, straight up. Yes, and, and that's a good point. It is, you know, I'm not a father. I'm a mom, so raising two boys, of course, way different. But... And, and you know that, Shaw, you know how, you know, the hubby is. You know exactly how he is with the kids, exactly how he is with our kids. So he holds them accountable, even worse. Yeah, he do, he holds them to a higher standard. No, I was going to say, I know I it's times 10. Yeah, I didn't, I, you know, when he had to start disciplining them a certain way, I used to be like, oh, you have to be so hard on them. Why are you talking to them like that? But then I had to understand deeper. What he's doing is he's actually providing them skills that they're going to be able to use to get out of situations that, by all means, he should. They shouldn't have to worry about, but they will, and they and more than likely will come in this situation. And that's the unfair thing. Like it's, uh, it's just he has to instill those things in his kids, while the opposite end is instilling the things that's making us have to do that. You feel me? Yeah. And it's like I don't want to put it off on like all white people. They don't. They don't know the pain of having to get your yes. kids ready for a cruel yeah. world. You feel me? But it's like. You clear, clearly whatever y'all are teaching is not an adaption that's going on right yes. now. We have to adapt to right now. And like you just said, it's he has to, y'all, y'all got to teach our kids right now how to be smart with police, how to move, how to do this and that. But the white people don't got to adapt until their kids like we make black people feel uncomfortable. We belittle them on accident. We can make them be in harm's way if we call the cops. Like teach these lessons and move forward. Stop making excuses and saying I feel sad and I feel hurt, but then you just going to do what you do on a regular basis. Yeah, real change comes from like you have to progress. You feel me? You no, I love that. Make excuses. You can't tell your kids like we're not a part of that or we're gonna be good and all that. Like, no, make sure your kids understand. Like, bro, you gotta look out for black people, bro. Yes. Like, I saw the video from uh, from when Stephon Clark uh, passed away. You feel me? And they had they went in the city hall and all that stuff like that. I saw when a dude was a black dude speaking, a white man and an Asian woman stepped up for him, and it, it literally made the police stop in their tracks. Like, oh, we don't put our hands on those. You feel me? So it's like the power of just instilling in the next generation. Just like my generation, we're the more like stand up, revolt, especially the ones behind me, the little 20-year-olds and 19-year-olds, they wild, you feel me? Yep. So yeah. it's like, but you have to, you, have, you got to plant those seeds to make sure that that energy is going in the right way. And clearly for the other side, I'm not going to say white because it's, it's, it's anybody that's racist in a systematic way, you feel me? Cause, and it's not just white people because there's black people that are on those forces that watch the white people put their knees on people's neck or are Asian in that sense. You know what I mean? And it's, it, it was color people involved in the Stephon Clark situation in that. So it's like I can't, when it comes to police brutality, that's not just race. That is the institution that we got to get right. You know what I mean? And when it comes to white people, we know what's going on with that. We don't we don't got to keep talking about that. They either going to change or they not or we going to have to make them change. You feel me? But it's it's just it's unfortunate how this shit goes for us. So. Yeah, and I love that. I mean, what you're saying is, you know, I, I have one follow up question for you. Um, but it's very interesting because Sacramento as a whole, or when something happens in Sacramento, you can see the divisiveness. And you know, Stephon Clark situation, for example, that definitely divided and it showed the people that understood what it is and understands what it is to be black, and they want to be able to make that change. Versus the ones that were like, nope, he deserved it. I don't get it. Yay, the cops. Revoke them in and, you know, reelect them in and all this stuff. 
Um, but when we are in a situation like this, where it's not happening here, it seems like everybody, you know, is is behind it, and and we're uh, we're more progressive. And the only reason I say this is because I've seen video of tonight's event, tonight's pro, uh, protest. I have never seen so many white people around the Oak Park Market ever, and they were there like that was their spot tonight. Love the support, so much appreciated. But is it only that? percentage of people that support you know and do they only support when it's not a local situation you know when it's more of a national and then we can all look unified like what is it that those individuals how can the message be from them to everyone else but then again like i said honestly it's it has to go from being it has to be less trendy you feel me that's really what it is because even my bro that i do music with g3 you feel me he made a post talking about how kind of like no disrespect to women no disrespect to nothing but it's like we're not a trend like it's it is it gonna be fuck niggas next week or are y'all standing for niggas like you feel me do y'all understand our pain are y'all protecting us or is it gonna be we dogs next week so it's just getting caught up in the trendiness it sucks to say it because these advice we talking about we ain't talking about designer clothes or a song talking about life but yeah. in the, the day yeah. we I, I, we live in sack we know how it went with Steph. we protested we hit the freeways we shut the kings down we hit city hall a little bit but after month went by but we ain't asking for nothing no more we we we're used to mourning so it just went by you feel me and that that's what i feel like with the stuff that's going they, they yeah, always want like to march 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 then they stop yeah can't stop that's why and that's why i can say what minnesota is I don't agree with looting because that bad energy begets bad energy. I'm not saying they don't need to be looting. I'm saying my beliefs. You feel me? Right. So I'm saying looting is bad. I get why they're doing it. I I support them and all of that. You feel me? But it's you you can't push people so far and understand. And like I said, everything is connected. Stefan Clark was a part of American history, just like everybody before. Yeah. And it's, and it's George Floyd shit is like it's worse. Like you feel me? At least in every other situation, you could you could kind of like this man was doing this, this man was doing that, this man was like you could try to you could try to play devil's advocate. Uh-huh. I'm a devil's advocate in this situation, bro. Unless you're racist, you're racist. You're right? devil's he was advocate. sleep. So he was so, sleep. But. And then, like I said, as far as the police go, it ain't about race. They trying to protect that shield. That Asian cop watched that white man do that because it's like when you, I've been pulled over by cops where it's an older cop and then and the dude that you know is like kind of a rookie under an older cop. Yeah. The young dude want to give me attitude. He hating that I know my rights and all that. And you got to watch the old white dude just look at you with that look in his eye like, I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry, yeah. bro, but I can't tell him to stop. So yeah. it, it, that happens that to me one time in Vegas and I'll, and I gave the cop the business because he, he pulled us over, but then, pulled, pulled us out of the car, searched my car, so, and then said he was doing inventory, but he pulling up the seats, looking under the seats like oh, I'm trafficking drugs in Davis in 105 degree weather. 110. <laughs> but wait, the <laughs> thing was, what he pulled us over for is because my car didn't have a front license plate. Let me tell you this. He, there's no way that where he was, he would have been able to see that. He saw black people leaving Davis in the summertime, Straight you up. know, and what, and what, didn't what, what they y'all was there, there for. And I will tell you guys, exactly. I was this- 24 years old, 23, 23 years old. And that was my first time having that kind of um, interaction with the police. And this, I kept telling him, shh, don't say anything. What are you doing? He goes, I'm going to say whatever the fuck I want to do. He goes, I'm not stopping. As long as I'm not stopping him from doing his job, I'm not shutting up right now. And what he's doing is some bullshit. Got us on the side of the road, all this other stuff. And I was like, you know, for me, I was like, no, what's the cops? It's this, it's that. 
But as it progressed, I immediately got more and more upset because, you know, he said, uh, I stopped you for your license plate, but yet why are you searching my car? Why are you taking my car? You know, then when he asked, what are you doing in Davis? And we said, we go to school here. And he said, you go, go to school where? Because I'm here, I don't go to elementary school or junior high school. Like, what do you mean? You know, so that instant, that whole thing just changed my my mindset. And I knew what it was like, you know, what everybody already said. But like I said, growing up in somewhere like Elk Grove, and as a as a woman, there are times where I, look, I was leaving downtown Sacramento, Old Sac, a lot, shouldn't have been driving. I'll say that now. Um, Dumb and young, you know, doing stuff. But got pulled over and music was up. Me and my girls were done. We were trying to get to, you know, the liquor store before it closed, before we went to my house. I'm driving hella fast. Cop pulls me over and I immediately am like, I'm so, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I was rushing home because I got a call from my, you know, my, my babysitter and my son has a, you know, he has a headache or something I said. And he was like, I smell alcohol. And I was like, oh no, I don't. My girls have been having a good time tonight. Hiked up my skirt a little bit more. Like seriously, things I did and got away. Nothing. No ticket, no warning, no nothing. Like he might, he might as well just give me like a police escort home. So prior to being in a situation like that in Davis, I had never been in one where I could understand that, that mindset. You know, you flash forward just a few years now and I, I have no problem that my children identify the cops as the hot boys or the popos. I have no problem with but it. It's, it's awareness at this point. At, back in the day, it was probably an insult and you want your kids to understand who's going to keep them safe. But now it's, you can't be mad at them for making a joke towards a joke. It's now it's who they need to survive, which is sad, but and that's just, exactly who it and is. It's like, it's like, even me and uh, Dewberry, we could speak to it. It's like we work at the same place dealing with kids. If he saw me telling them the wrong things or influencing them the wrong ways, especially as a black man, not even an educator, he going to step up and not let that wrong stuff be going on. You feel me? It's been times where we, we have to vocalize that kids don't let this type of thing influence you to be like that or the things you see make you be this type of way you feel me yeah so it's, just, it's to me it's just the accountability piece you feel me it's like i said we got to learn every lesson and apply it and they don't have it. You feel me? that's like, crazy we steady teaching our kids and our our people growing up that you have to be able to adapt to your surroundings you have to you have to watch how you talk you can't wear your pants the way you want to wear it and they're constantly seeing images of other people not doing it so then they're like well why should i hence why then they act out the way they do and wild out the way that they do. And we like, well, forget this person, forget that person. And then they don't realize that all that's going to end up happening is, well, now you're doing what they really want you to do anyway, and they're going to lock you up for it. Yep. Or they'll keep you out of school for it or, you know, whatever the case may be. And like Lil Wayne says, you lock me up inside of a cage, I'm coming out in beast mode. Now, Lil Wayne meant a little bit different because he was like, his mindset was different. But if you're doing that to somebody who's never had the right or the right training or the right examples, or the right situations for them to become integral parts of society like we have, then that's what you're doing is turning them into a monster by putting them in that situation. Cause we know there's no rehabilitation. I mean, that's a whole nother episode as far as our, you know, our, our prison system. But, you know, this is, you know, this, uh, this situation, it is, you know, it's replaced the Corona situation and- Crazy how fast it did. Literally, it was a day of, Oh, y'all could go outside. The stores is open. The mall is open. The beach is open. And 
No, it wasn't old. People getting back to their lives and no news. Yeah. Of course, that is bullshit. Right yeah. away, not, yeah. not even right wait. And then, and then, it's and like then, we, it's like if I went back to work and it was kids getting suspended. Soon, soon as we came right back, away. that's what was going right. on. Like that first week, <laughs> August seventh, you got you got nobody but people in in uh, the rooms in there. Get, yeah, so yeah. It's, it's that's that's the crazy thing. It makes you. I got, even asking, answering your very first question, you said, like, how does it make you feel? It just makes you, honestly, makes you feel like systematic racism is here. It's always been here. It ain't going nowhere. And at the end of the day, you got to just hope you don't feel as much as the next black person. Like, yeah. you feel me? I, could, I can say I'm fortunate enough to not live in a southern state or a state where that should happen. I'm happy to not run into those SAC PD officers that be on bullshit. And I just have to count my blessings when it comes to that. You feel me? And all you can do is sit in angst, like, when's it going to happen to me? Yes. Yeah. And that's the sad thing is, is having that, you know, if we say we're going out for the night, like when we came out and saw you um, at where you performed, um, I forgot the name of the place, but where you performed, uh, you know, some, a few months ago. yeah, yeah. So I remember him being like, he always has to ask if we're going downtown Midtown, what part exactly, how far is it off the freeway? Like he, and I'm thinking like, why we got gas, we got money. He's like, that's not it. I'm trying to make sure that we're not going past you know, all the, all the cops. Like, I'm trying to make sure we're not going through a hot situation. And I'm just like, that's ridiculous that as grown-ass adults who work, pay their bills, mind their own black-ass business, we have to plan our nights around that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's something that's just, it. it's, now, it's infuriating. You're saying that it's it cold that as, as black people in our culture is, it's like, they look at people from the hood, the thugs, whatever, and that's the stigma they build for black people. And I guess for white people, you look at successful, rich, good families, and that's the stigma for them. So when you see white, you see this this good thing. When you see black, you see bad. But like you just said, y'all handle y'all business. Got kids, great parents, do what y'all need to do, educate, all of that. Y'all don't have, y'all deserve to be able to drive through downtown and have a good night without you having to worry about that yeah. that's just the that's the crazy dynamic of being black in america where you can't you can't ignore it like that you can't say that well you can go downtown like i can't have a party you know it ain't like how you can have a no party, bro you it's Please. Like the same even how white person pull up to a checkpoint they worry about having alcohol on your on their breath we pull up to a checkpoint we're about having alcohol on our breath hopefully he ain't trying to say he smell like weed. Yep. Hopefully he yep. don't think I look like a thug because of how I'm dressed. Hopefully yep. all these different things. You feel me? If we can't even have too many people in the car. We might be riding to go to retaliate on some shit. And we all swears in the car. Legit. So right. it's like, you go to a club, weird you go to a white like club, they get in with tennis shoes and sandals and flip-flops and everything else. If they like, if they know a bunch of black people coming, you got to be wearing hard bottom shoes and dress shoes because they think that's what's actually stopped something from happening. Mind you, Not never... Yet, Someone's wanting to fight. It's never been about the type of shoes that they've worn as to whether or not they choose <laughs> right, to fight or not. Right. So I don't know why they think that even makes a difference. Man, and I don't even think it's about like we don't want we don't want white people to be oppressed like we was or go through what we went through. We just want them to understand and like end of the day acknowledge the bullshit. Like we ain't gonna get nothing out of them going through what we went through. We gonna get more out of them understanding what they're doing to us. You feel me? Yeah. Like, and those that do, you know. Black people show it to you. I mean, we were watching something the other day, and it was it was a comedian. It was a joke, but they say, you know, they said if there's an artist, somebody like a Justin Timberlake or Robin Thicke or somebody that got a little, well, more Justin Timberlake, got a little bit of rhythm, we don't mind you doing our music. Like, go ahead and do our music. Like, you cool. We will be your biggest fan. 
And that's, that's, and I say that to say, that's who we are as people. Like we're down to like you. We're down to be cool as hell with you when you are reciprocating that, you know? And, and we just want the same. We want to be looked at the same way that we look at everybody else. And please don't get it wrong. I'm not saying that all 100% of black people in the United States think the same way because there are certain portions that don't mess with anybody else but the black race. Fine. Each two, you know, and that's the their own. Right now it's cops, that's the issue. I'm cool with a whole bunch of white people. There's a bunch of white people I know, but it's cops is an issue. And I know some cool cops too. Yeah. I mean, like Cat Williams said, everybody needs a white friend. You know, you can call them anytime of the night and they're right there for you. Even for you know? me, it's, it's even like Dewberry said, it ain't racist. To, and even you could say it's cop, but it's like I said earlier, it's just whatever you want to put a group on. If you're grouping something, everybody got to identify how they come in and that you might like. You got to acknowledge if you disrespectful, if you disloyal, if you're hurtful, if you all this and that. And why is it the white people as a group can't assess that? You yeah. feel me? Why? Why is it that? Like, are the police as a group can assess that? You feel me? Even and you're the ones that's grounded in the morality of doing that, though. That's the worst. You feel me? Well, yeah. Supposedly like, trying to do it. Yeah, I just you're supposed I think, to be able to handle your business the right way, and you literally handle it the wrong way more times than not. Yeah, I I'll say this, and then and then we can you know kind of wrap this up up because I want to talk about Twitter and Trump. You know. Um, that's mm-hmm. just ridiculous. And then we'll definitely, you know, get into music and whatnot. Um, but this is what's amazing to me is that they say that, you know, oh, this doesn't happen in, you know, there'll be different, you know, uh, precincts or different areas of the country where the cops are like, oh, that's not my precinct. That's not how, that's not how my department does it. Like we're completely different. Right. We're this, we're that. Well, show me one instance where your record's 1,000% clean of any racial, you know, disparity or charge or anything, anything like that that's gone on. You can't. And then they say, well, it's it's too big of a task to just kind of rework our, our legal system and our law enforcement. No, it's not. It's really not. What you do is you make sure that they don't go directly from the, you know, the training out to the real world. And then don't put somebody that's from, you know, ass crack, you know, Arkansas, you know, who had never seen a black person other than Michael Jordan or whoever's on TV, and then put them smack dab in the middle of freaking Lean on Me movie. I mean, come on. But the like, people, who, not straight up. people who look like us aren't going to be cops, just like they don't want to be teachers because all the instances you see of that are not cool, and then you're growing up forced to have to do other things, or you're growing up forced to not to like cops, so why do you want to go be a cop? Or you're growing up having a teacher that's just constantly telling you you don't know what you're doing and sending you to the dean's office and trying to get you suspended, so why would you then want to go be a teacher? It's like, we want these things to happen, but then the people that's in the situation right now aren't going to let it happen. So at some point, that's where we have to take our own responsibility and be like, look, forget that dude. You need to do this because that's what you're good at. And it don't matter what everybody else did before you or what you saw before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I solely believe the more and more that we look into our ancestry and into... Um, you know, our our true ancestry. That's that's something that as a as a community of black people we need to have more of a connection to. Because when we understand that we come from a nation and from, you know, tr- uh, tribes and organizations or whatever you want to call it, where we were doing some amazing freaking things before they were even thought about in history. We're not taught right about it, but if you go ahead and do your due diligence, you can find out that we had civilizations that were running 
societies that are very similar to today's society as far as like, you know, um, the essentials that they needed, you know, kind of uh, using solar power, having medicine, having an education system, having these things that we were always taught weren't really available until certain times in history. Our ancestors are, you know, centuries and centuries back, they were they were doing that. So once we have more of a connection to our strength and our true um, purpose, which is something that I think scares, you know, those that are afraid of us and those want to keep us down. They don't want us to be tapped into that power of who we were and who we can become, you know, who we are. We were just not tapped into it yet. And then who we can yeah. become. Um, yeah. So I know that was kind of a rant, but that's just kind of like the, the journey that I'm on right now. And in all my research, these are the things that are just coming up, you know, more prevalent. It's just that how powerful and how no, resilient honestly, and how feel, many times we've come like back. That's just a good, even as far as you wanting to transition, that's a good point to kind of leave it at as far as like, you got to, it's more focusing inward. Like in the days of a black culture or any culture period, if you get more grounded in your roots and you understand why not worrying about the next or making excuses to act like the next is how it can hold you back. Like you focus on what you can do. Cause even at the end of the day, we can I can just speak on the black folks as a black man. We complain about a lot, but if we focus on what we needed for ourselves that and didn't want to be like, like other things or worry about like what well, they do this, why can't we do it or, or yeah. measure our success based off of somebody else's success? You feel me? Like even me, I'm a very non-materialistic person. People think your success is based on the money you got and what you acquired mm -hmm. in life. My success is about how comfortable I am with my life. If you ask me, and today I want nice things. I want to. I want to look like I'm successful. Yeah. But me, me being comfortable with what I got going on is my success to myself. And you got to be able to take that in the moment and move forward. So even like you're saying, like. The education system they had their own forms of energy different stuff like that that's bigger picture what we have to learn to do that's like even me working at saying hope as much as stuff could go in certain ways and you'd be like oh what the hell it's just like in the day that's one of the more grounded i gotta do with air quotes black kind of owned educational system in our city though it's a lot of cleaning up that's needed but it's it's grounded in what's supposed to be our people you feel me so yeah. it's like it needs more people like me and more people like do where we've had people in the past that did great. And we just gotta but understand it's not about trying to use that as a stepping stone. Yeah, and some people use it as a stepping stone, you feel me? And different stuff like that. So it's just but you gotta you gotta wanna you gotta internalize it and really make those changes. You feel and we have to and we have to get that message out. I, yeah, that's I, say what I can say even at my age, I'm working at the school is a blessing because I can say like I'm just trying to get a check and make sure I can pay my rent. But I feel like something I can genuinely rock with and it's real change. You feel me? So, yeah. But yes. then it's like more people got to understand that's that's your path. Don't deny it. As much as I want to do music, I've never asked to do. But I don't miss work because I need to go do a show. Or I can't can't go to work on a Friday. I need to do it like I'm I'm there for that mission and yes. I, I can always do it. I can do it. I need to do it. Better, but it's a bigger cause. That you gotta affect you feel me and it, it don't got to be all philosophical or extra i don't i'm not even trying to come off like that you just got to accept it you feel me like in the day because i still do a lot of what i want to do but i i do my part and where i'm supposed to do my part you feel me yes and know that you have a purpose and then understand that on in in you know becoming that and manifesting what that purpose is there's a journey and on that journey you're going to take different you know routes it's not going to be a straight way you know based on what it is that you're you know you think your passion is you're going to have a, um, and like what I like to say, 
leave a footprint of significance in the lives of others if that's your purpose and you're going to do it without you knowing or with you being conscious and and and, and the difference is is whether or not you are dedicated to that. And I have to say that, and I've said it on past episodes, I've said it when our King's been on, um, you know, I've said it, I think last week, the the students that and the scholars of, of uh, Sakai are very, very lucky to be able to have, you know, three focused young, uh, young um, black men that are willing to, four, oh yes, I'm sorry, four, four, that's right, my bad. I'm gonna leave out, be there, I'm gonna move on. But that are focused and that are dedicated and that don't let all the other bullshit as far as like the administrative side get in and mix in with what you guys are meant to do there. Um, those, you know, those scholars know, um, and you guys work hard. Like I said at the beginning, I don't know if you if you heard me, but you don't walk just 10,000 steps a day. You easily are like 30, 45,000. Like you are constantly on the move and you know every student in there. And um, it's imperative to have you guys in that situation to be able to get this next generation to be as integral and as um, accountable and as focused as you all are on what's going on currently, you know, for them to be able to be in that same mindset in 10, 15, 20 years, it's it's imperative. So I think also just to point out, Minnesota's done a better job than California in the sense that they actually charged them. Facts. We didn't charge the dudes that killed Stephon Clark because shooting somebody Facts. when they laying down Phase down and you're shooting them in their back, 13, 33, whatever number it was, even one time, that's murder. And they never got charged. And this dude has been charged already. And they say he's probably. And they're working on the other three. And they're working on the other three. So, I. And it's the second time. They actually charged another couple four and got a conviction on another couple four, which California doesn't do either. I think every single time when the cops killed in California, I don't think none of them have ever been charged. They lost their jobs and they've never been charged. Yep. I agree. So very good point there. That's, that's an excellent point. Yeah, and like I they said, gotta guys, give we get our justice, and we got to we got to take our W because I can sit here and be like, he got what third degree murder or whatever that ain't enough. But take he he got charged, bro. It got to start somewhere. Because that was my first response. It. But then I was like, we, we got, got it. Take it. Yeah, yeah. And you know what happened? Like he just said, we. In the day, people just getting fired. They're not even catching a charge. You, you filled the man up with your whole clip, and you didn't get a charge. You just got let go from your job. We yeah. we we've, we've seen people get let go for weight less, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? No, legit. So, last thing I want to say is, like you said, we have to be accountable. This is not a bashing session. This is definitely just honesty. We have to have these conversations in order for there to be change. So, why wouldn't we speak honestly so that those of you that are not people of color can understand where we're coming from, and then vice versa? If you guys had a very honest conversation, that would bring shit together. Like, let's stop hemming and hawing and acting like we don't know what's going on. You know, we've all been here a certain amount of years. We're grown ass people. Let's do what we need to do. Um, you know, if they were able to do it in the movement of Black Panthers, then let's do it now. Black Panthers worked with a group of uh, individuals that were like Appalachian, hillbilly raised, you know, and, and I don't mean that by any harm because that's what they described themselves as. And they were called the People's Revolution or the something, but they were all just kind of hillbilly, redneck kind of white boys who came and worked with the Black Panther on their movement. You know, and help provided security and then really understood that the main point of it was, I don't care how I grew up, you're a human being. If we cut each other, we're going to bleed the same way. So let me help prote to protect you and what you're doing. That's something that we need to bring now and, and togetherness now. Um, and so I'll just say that and we'll, we'll end that on there. But um, so I definitely want to to really quickly talk about the whole Trump versus Twitter 
And then I want to talk about my favorite, favorite thing, which is music. And then we're going to, you know, jump into Bash and allowing him to share his fantastic talent that he has and talk about what he does. I was playing some of his music earlier as we came in. I don't know if you guys heard, um, but if we have the opportunity, I would love to be able to play a little something or see what he's comfortable with so you guys can hear the fire that I know that he has. Um, shout out to your girl. We've seen her walk by a couple of times as well. So shout out, Queen. Yeah. Tell her hello. <laughs> so I will let him know. Yes. So really quickly, the whole Trump versus Twitter. Have you heard about that? Are you guys, are you kind of up to date? I've, the most recent thing I've seen is that he was basically basically taking his stance on what after what happened after those riots, basically saying that he's giving I can't I don't remember verbatim, but he gave some type of military power to the city, and if people start looting, they gonna start shooting. shooting. I don't know if he thought he was laughing. Yes. I don't know if he was I don't know if he thought he was clever or what the Bars, fuck was going right? on here. Right? Like I, I get his Twitter, but that like you're the president, my dude. You shouldn't even have me. a Twitter. Like, you shouldn't even have so it's like but but just to, to see that and like this as a black man or even to know like as a as a for me this young man revolutionary myself in mind like if my city was doing it i'm not gonna go hit target or not like i'm I'm pretty good at acquiring what i when I work hard and shit like that but like if it was front lines to be fighting on we might have to be fighting if it's a revolution like if it's a right. revolution so it's like to see how just to see how he said the whole be shot yeah, it's gonna be. It's not just gonna be us. It's gonna be every citizen that's tired of living like this in this in this in this country. Um, we already have a fifteen percent unemployment rate just here in California, guys. Like we have other things that we need to be really focusing on right now, other than just you know this divisiveness that's happening. But so what happened is that Twitter is sick of him, basically. Okay, Twitter's sick of him using their platform and lying on their platform. So they added a feature where it's like a truth check, a truth uh, check. So basically, every time he tweets something, it'll tell you and give you a link to the truth or to your okay. you know other research. Oh, so what you're saying is you're not saying Twitter like Twitter is the people. You're talking about Twitter, the company, the people that make the app are yes. on this man's line. The platform oh, itself, yes. So they've created just on his, just on his, not on anybody. So it wouldn't be on mine. So I could get on there and say, you know, uh, Mary Jane Maven so was the queen of the world. Check this man. Yes, and they're not going to put a, like, a fact check on it, but they put a fact check on his tweets. Oh, so he's all in his God. feelings. So this man, the president, y'all's president, not mine, y'all's president signed a <laughs> bill or an action or whatever the hell it is that basically says that social media companies can't do, uh, can't, um, can't do things basically like what Twitter did that, um, that prohibits your free speech that it's against the law for them to do this. And if they do so, this, they're gonna lose some funding or some charter or some shit, I don't know, that they need to be able uh, to be Twitter. So real so, fast, they're telling me he, he had turnover on a bill to get his Twitter from being banned, but you don't, hold, I'm gonna get hot as fuck right now, that's but that. you don't yeah. hold these cops or get shit changed for these black people dying in the streets, but you got a bill passed because you want to tweet, nigga. I'm trying to let you just inform me on this. No, I'm serious. I'm like legit. That's what I said. I was like, are you sick? Like, that I is just, wild. I couldn't do anything but laugh. And it wasn't like a laugh, like a, like a good laugh. It was a laugh like I can't believe that I just heard this. He literally, I, look, Twitter did the thing. This is what, Friday? Twitter did that Monday or Tuesday. He signed the shit yesterday. You didn't even get everybody their stimulus checks that fast. 
you signed the shit yesterday and then had a press conference and sat there and acted like he was like signing an order to end all like crime. Like, Nah, he this did it for is himself. who they voted for. You said, you said Twitter isolated it to him. Therefore, he literally just signed the bill for his goddamn self. Without saying Twitter. All social media platforms, but it's for Twitter. That's exact. Yes. Yeah, because all you got to do is put it under the only brother, benefits like, him. This, this. Yes. It only benefits him. He basically did like a Patriot Act towards social media. Handle some shit. Kind like, of deal. I don't know why that's bothering me so much. but that Because it's fucking wrong. Sick. Because our president shouldn't be doing shit like that. That's why you're you are one thousand percent, you know, okay and being infuriated. I I was infuriated and I think I took a nap after that. Like I was so exhausted. I just I cannot believe that this is the world that we live in. I have to turn around and tell my children in twenty years when they're smart enough to know what the fuck up this past eight years was or four years. I'm sorry. Let me not say eight. Good. I'm sorry, universe. I did not mean that. This past four years was. Like, I have to literally sit there and tell them, like, yeah, we lived through that. Yeah, and that's what he did. Yeah, you know, like, it's it's crazy. Um, and then, so somebody tweeted something. There was somebody, there was somebody, it was facetious. So it was like me tweeting something about Trump. Trump saw it and thought it was in, like, support of him. So he retweets it, and me, as the person, the mm-hmm. owner of the page, Instead of like saying my name is, you know, XXX, you know, whatever. Um, I changed the name of my Twitter to Trump is a dumb, sloppy something. So that anytime he liked or retweeted that, that's what people were going to see. I was like, that's yeah, funny. That's funny. That's funny. Um, yeah. I was like, that's funny. But, but yeah, so. It even goes back to like you said, we, the fact we have a conversation is we're talking about our president. Like just our just our last president. I think Obama has so much respect and was moving correct. We would like if he was on if he was on Twitter, we think it's somebody running the account. We but even if somebody's running his account, he can have his son running his shit. We think it's Trump doing it. He could have just some 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 college kid running it. We know we think it's Trump because he he will say something that's stupid. And the president position shouldn't be that belittled. Like I'm not saying like it should have all the power in the world, but like in the day, it was well respected. And we talk about our president and Twitter. And Twitter, like not not North Korea, not you know Twitter, like this is how eleventh graders beef. Like, what do you? Yeah. Yeah. So and it, get enough energy to that, he, but I just had to share that because it's on just. There. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just like it's, you said, enough energy into that. Look, I, I don't care what anybody says right now. We haven't had a normal, you know, electoral year. I don't think we need to have that, you know, 18 months of those horrible commercials and shit and bashing each other. Look, y'all, anybody, Uncle Joe is 1 million percent better than what we have now, okay? We will be better off with Uncle Joe. Please don't for, don't fool yourselves. Huh? I know, that's what I'm saying. We haven't had a normal time, but just everybody needs to realize that we are only a few months away when we can get out of this 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 dream like i swear i'm still waiting for ashton kutcher to come out and him to be like y'all are punked like i'm still waiting for us to be back in 2002 yeah you know um so yeah so we you know that's a whole other situation but let's let's talk about some good stuff let's talk about music um really quickly and we'll talk about you know my slap it or slap them for the week and this week there's no slap them because we never ever ever slap the illustrious eminem and I just have to give all shout outs um, because not only is he in my phone now, 
Yes, I'm one of those people that went and uh, texted him, and now I am receiving texts from. Yes, I know it's not really Eminem, but in here and to myself, it is. So don't hate. I have G Easy and um, Jason, Jason Lee as well in my phone, as if I know them under their names. Jason Lee, no. So um, no. So he this week was the. 20th and i can't believe i'm saying that but 20th anniversary of when he released one of the greatest albums in the lifetime of music in my opinion i didn't say v1 one of the marshall mathers lp fire from beginning to end this is why to this day i am still a stand a crazy stand i've told the story before about when i met the hubby the hubby the hubby i used to wear a ring on my finger and i told everybody it was because i was married to somebody named marshall um yeah so but it was a great album um so i just want to ask is there an album is there a song on there a single on there that is one that it, you would say is your favorite of the whole album or were you a little too young to be listening to that because you are you are a little young i didn't hear one, exactly so. which one you said i just heard you say uh, then which album you said the marshall mathers lp the second one the second album oh so it had i am on it that's okay um, I gotta, i'm just trying to really because that's what i'm saying like i could say i am i could i could even say stan because i remember that video i remember that like yeah that whole feel of that song but well it's funny because if i hear if i listen to it like i was listening to it the other day i know exactly the next song that's coming on before it comes on i know Every, I was part of myself. I was in the shower. I was, you know, dyeing my hair. And I was in the shower. You couldn't tell me I was not Eminem on tour. Like you couldn't tell me. I didn't, yeah. So every. Now, but single, I can say honestly, for me, for for that, I'm not to cut you off. But it was like it was just more of what the the main singles were, the videos and stuff like that. Because that was before like I was having my own collection of music. Yeah, I was gonna say you're a little. Yeah, but yeah. it was like. You feel me? So, because I, even but for me personally, I didn't start collecting and building up my own catalog of what I listened to until I got older and really learned how to like download mixtapes and find stuff like that. Because like we wasn't going to dimples and getting CDs heavy. Yeah. We wasn't doing stuff like that. But like I'm not gonna lie, my favorite dude on MTV had to be Eminem coming up. Just how he did his videos, how he did his music, and like with that first wave when he was coming out, it was like. It was literally nothing like that. So I could feel like you as far as saying how much you was a fan. I was never kind of like over the top for him, but it was just like, bro, who is this dude? Like, and then yeah. especially, especially him being a white boy just going crazy like that. Yeah. So you you were you were eight when this album came out. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I was grown already. I was a little grown. I was already like I saw him and had seen him in concert. I'd actually met him um, at this point, kicked it with them. Um, yeah, kicked it in, in, in his, you know, dressing room. I told the story before, if you guys want to hear it, I'm more than happy to hear it, share it again. But, um, no, that he was, especially then because music was my focus, he was just a huge inspiration to me by him just doing what the fuck he wanted to do and, and telling the story. Um, my favorite song off of that entire album, so gosh, it'd probably be Drug Ballad. It's a tie between Drug Ballad and Criminal. And Criminal is the last song on there. But So it'll probably be a tie between them. Um, but I want to give all shout out because how many other rappers can we say that are celebrating a 20th release of, of an album um, 
are still relevant now. Yeah, because you know there was a couple different. Yeah. Yeah, you only got a few doing so, that. You got to be. Yeah. So legendary. how many? Yeah, we don't have that many. You know, Jay Z. Okay. Um. M. Uh, Nas Wayne. did Illmatic, I think, the other year. Nas, yeah. Nas. Because um, if I ruled the world, I was in high school. I want to say. No, I'm just saying, like, how many other rappers are relevant now no, that I mean, we can say are celebrating a 20-year release names are immortalized. Snoop, but Snoop doesn't. Snoop doesn't. He's relevant, but Snoop doesn't right, make music, good music. Right. He's not relevant musically, so relevant. Yeah. He Everybody knows Snoop yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, take that out of it. But like, making good music, we'll say. Because we, we do not make like good lyricism, music. like real that 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 hip hop. Yeah, not, and I love Snoop. Snoop. I love you, but you're you're definitely more of a a persona now. You know, you're not too much of a rapper anymore. Let's somebody we've been listening yeah. to for twenty years that's still making music. Devin the dude. Devin the dude. Devin the dude. Just yeah, with Russ. Man, if y'all don't know about Devin, y'all better get to get to a YouTube account, a YouTube music, go a Spotify, or something. Go, go type in Doobie Ashtray. Put yourself on that. Do yourself a favor. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, speaking of music, I definitely want to, you know, roll into there. We talked about, you know, my homie Eminem. So, Vash, you know, you were here, to as part of our, our music segment that we wanted to, you know, uh, pay tribute to over these last few episodes of the the um, the season. So these episodes are actually called You Hear Jimmy. You listen to Jimmy, but can you hear Jimmy? But you can't. I'm sorry, but you can't hear Jimmy. Yes, you listen to Jimmy, but you can't hear Jimmy. And I said that the, the first episode, if anybody knows what quote that's from, I want you guys to hit me up. Nobody has yet, so nobody wants any free merch. I don't know why, because my merch is pretty fire. So hit me up. Um, we have one more episode in this whole series. And you guys will be able to answer that. So they get it outside. Getting known as doing something outside. Sorry, guys. You can hear that. But yes. So you listen to Jimmy, but you can't hear Jimmy. It's all about music. God damn. I'm sorry. That's that NorCal life for you. They're just crazy outside right now. Dang. So anyways, um, the whole purpose of this was because I love music. I've said it the entire season. Um, you know, uh, Tattoo is music is my boyfriend love music so i wanted to give a shout out to those people locally especially that you know everybody looks at you know the clubs and the restaurants and this and that for taking a hit during this this coronation but our local artists are also taking a huge hit because you guys had shows you know scheduled you guys had studio time you know sacramento and and our summertime is huge for music you know we have the part the outside concerts we have you know swabbies on the river you have you know x y and z club to perform at so this whole kind of spring into summer thing not only hurt those larger businesses that everybody looks at, but it's also hurt our local music artists. So we want to give some shine and to, you know, some some attention to those as well. And when, and you are absolutely one of my favorite local artists. I don't have many, but you are in that top five. So I definitely want to give you your opportunity to come on and, and talk about your music, your influence, um, and how this is kind of something that's embedded in you through your family. Yeah, for sure. Now I appreciate that. And just first off, Vash, you know, hip hop artists out of sight. Uh, more, if you want to get specific, Oak Park, but just the way I come is just more hip hop oriented. It's not that the street rap, the the perpetuating the BS. It's more of the my story and that 
I grew up in Nas. I grew up in Tribe. I, my mom, like, I had to convince her new artists were tight, like Kendrick and stuff like that. So the hip hop has been critical in my household. So just coming up off of that has really been my biggest influence. And then just what down the into it is seeing how saturated the game is and people making music. So it's like, put your hand in it. You always been good at writing, period. If it's an essay, whatever it is. So, you know, it just got into it like that. And, really never looked back and just always wanted to keep my own hands in it and get better and build in-house and just really for the love of music like you said you got the tattoo music is your boyfriend like this music is that's my girlfriend thing to say my wife has an innocence and it's just what drives me and keeps me going and honestly music is just one of them things it's just the goes with the flow of life so it's just something i'm proud to be a part of at the same time because i work with other artists and i help build them up as well so it's just a yeah. a, a good umbrella to be under for that type of environment to network and build a community you know let me ask you this so when you were younger were you um were you did you find yourself really creative did you like to write short stories did you write poetry you know were you into arts um kind of what was because that's always the kind of precursor for somebody that is a um you know a creator or an artist in some way yeah, for sure. No, I'm actually happy you asked me that because it, it makes me think and like even all the way back to like second grade, I remember I wrote a short story. I literally had to like weave the book and make it myself and really illust draw illustrations, draw the short story and bring it together. And even you, like I said, you asking me that makes me think like, damn, I didn't think about how back then I was doing that. You feel me? And then as I got in the older middle school, high school, I would draw more, do stuff, kind of got away from the writing, but always would like trying to spark some type of creativity in artistry you know and then yeah. after i graduated high school because i was a pure football player in high school didn't really give my energy to nothing else but football in school but as soon as i graduated high school new football wasn't a thing no more i got right back into writing and then kind of my how deep i was in the music i was listening to a lot of Wiz Khalifa, currency like i said i grew up on nas lupe fiasco one of my biggest like rapping right like writing raps influences is Lupe Fiasco just the, the double entendres, the the real lyricism, just the just the being able to talk about what's happening right now and correlate it to your music and give it in a like a a time where it actually affects, like you feel me and stuff yeah. like that. So you um just, remind me a lot of uh, Big Sean too. I know the first time I really listened to some of your tracks and watch your videos and stuff. I I. I, it was a little bit of Big Sean in the way that your wordplay and your your double entendres. I could see the Lupe fiasco, um, but I think the difference is Big Sean is very vulnerable in his delivery, and that's that's what it is that you have to um, is your capability of being vulnerable, but still getting your message across, you know, and doing it in kind of a powerful way. So that's somebody that I, you know I would say that you reminded me of, you know a tad bit of if somebody had to have you you know related to somebody. Um, but yeah, so that's that's pretty fire. So how much would you say that when you were in school, like you said, you went to Sac High, um, you played football, were you still, was that kind of like you doing music or you writing? Was that something that you did, not on the under, but something that you would occasionally find yourself doing? You know, did you find yourself expressing yourself easier through that? Or when you were in high school, was it just like straight football focus? And that's kind of how you, you know, that was your outlet for things. 
uh, honestly, like in high school, it was I found myself trying to write some rap, but that was when I didn't get the structure. I was like writing shit in paragraph form, just not being able to deliver it because the way I was writing it was in a more structured school way of what I knew how to write. You feel me? Like I wasn't really more in the spoken word and things that led me into that. And it was just more of just the, like I said, the music I listened to in high school because like I would focus on school and football, but like. I was one of those people putting people on music, like the newest mixtape drop is like, oh, let me go talk to Dom. I know he's gonna know what's going on with it, stuff like that. So it's just, music always been that influence, but like, I can't sit back and say, oh, in high school, I was really sharpening my pen on the low and just yeah. getting good on getting good on people. It was just more of like, I've always been in that pocket of like paying attention to like, what makes you better and what you have to do to, to actually, like you said, like, be more vulnerable give yourself instead of just trying to chase bars and do what other people done like you can't be yeah. little one you can't be drake you can't be these people that have their their shit in their pocket you feel me you got to be able to do your own thing so it's more expressing yourself because you can have all the influences in the world but you have to be able to give yourself as an artist anyway yes so and relate that so it's genuine um yeah, genuine and and, and 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 you seem secure and confident in your delivery um which comes off as well you know and that comes off to the audience so that is something that i know when the first time i saw you perform i really admired about you was that your confidence um i remember your you know who you were performing with they had like a hurt leg so you know he half the time he was sitting down but you covered the rest of the energy that he would have made up by being able to be up and go around you know so that was oh, yeah. a lit performance with you know one of you being down um what yeah, would you say sure comes, uh genuinely because it's just like even speaking to that like there's times I think to myself, like, bro, you looking down too much. You ain't into it the way you need to. But it's just, you just let it come to you, honestly. And it's just, you start to figure out you're doing something you're supposed to be doing. You feel me? Because, like, yeah. even for me to start rapping kind of later compared to how, you know, some of the greats, and they can say they've been rapping since they were, like, eight. And I'd be, like, eight years old? I wasn't even worried about what you feel me but it's just like yeah. you feel me if you put the if you really put that effort into it and you really been studying the craft it's gonna it's gonna manifest itself on some real. yeah you feel comfortable with it so what is your um what would you say your goals are for yourself um i like to say that we are our wand and our life is the you know what we can work the magic on like we pretty we make whatever it is we want our life to be you know what i'm saying like so what would you say you're like you're still young you know, there's no limits on anything. Um, who was it? Viola Davis. Uh, there's a few, you know, people within in celebrity or, you know, somebody that's reached their their peak or, you know, um, in, in acting or singing or whatever now, whatever else. They started later in life, you know, later in traditional as, as the age. Um, I wouldn't consider you later in life, but let's just say within the next five to seven years, what would you like to see for yourself? Um, as far as with music and, you know, with your career, um, you know, working with the youth? I'll say for sure, music-wise, for me personally, just me being an artist, uh, as big as you could be, honestly, I, I think that's just what it is for anybody that strives for that. If you want to in that entertainment realm, like if I'm just making music to make music and have fun, I, I just want to cultivate a sound. But, like, I, I do want to be as big as I can be. I want to be on yeah. tour. I want to be doing videos i want to be as big as the names that you hear but then still stay true to that hip-hop sound and bring that light to like like that 90s that early 2000s hip-hop that i grew up on you feel me and then even even that 80s hip-hop where it was just what 
what was the foundation, you know? So it's just. You know what I see? I really. Go ahead. No, I'm I'm a psychic. I don't know if you knew this. Um, I have these little psychic abilities. No, I see you with the same level as like um, far side. As far as you know, you can be huge. You're like you're gonna make your own way. I can't. I can't see you ever being like, oh, I'm about to go on world tour and I'm about to like be at the Grammys this day and this day. I see you being much more, you know, um, satisfied with the fact that, yeah, you know what? I I just if we had to put a level on it, I just went gold. I went well for myself. I have the college tour that I'm going on. I'm gonna be hitting all the major UCs and and you know and private schools. Um, you know, okay, maybe I'm gonna be performing at the Essence Festival or maybe at Coachella. Like I see you being fulfilled and defining your own success on a much different level where your music speaks for you and it doesn't have to be so much of the other shit. Like you don't have to come up with like an alcohol brand or like a clothing line or anything else to suffice. You know what? You're gonna put your your creativity and your art out there and it's gonna be timeless. And the reason why I say far side is because that's that's how I kind of see them. Like I've been listening to a lot of a lot of you know early nineties rap again lately, especially kind of Northern California. And the far side to me is just raw. Like I respect them so much more now than I did, you know, kind of back in the day. And their talent okay. and how um how much they stuck to who they truly were. You know, so I can like, and I that's can really see what that it's about for me, like even speaking on what you just said, like I I can accept that because that's what I would want more out of anything. Like I said, you want the most because if you're gonna put your foot in something, why not try to get the most? But like yeah. in reality, it's like I just acknowledgement for my craft more than just trying to be a commercial person that could get money and be a be a like a stream of revenue i want to be known for the music i want people to come to my shows and it be an an event in a sense of like you get that heart to heart with the artist you really feel what it is it just oh and it's just it's it's kind of hard to explain because it, it kind of makes it seem like i'm belittling or demeaning where i want to be but it's like it's about being comfortable because you have to know what you want to even do with it. Because even for me with music, I don't, I make music for myself, but I, I got a team around me. I got my bro, yes. like you said, I, I perform with, we just dropped a project and like, you just, we can't perform as much as whatever, whatever. We just dropped that spring, you're like, we're trying to make moves and do stuff and just, I got other artists and different stuff. So like, like I even said, since high school, people came to me for music. So like, I kind of got that A&R ear and stuff like that. I got my music group where I want to kind of build the, label and do more than just be an artist that is like that i'm not trying to be uh it's, it's hard to say because i'm i don't want to see her say no, i, I feel, don't want to be i feel exactly where you're coming from the biggest person why... in the world but like end of the day it's like it's about cultivating more than what's going to be then just that like, i want to be i want to be diddy and i want to be biggie at the same time yeah yeah and you know what it is is that and the reason why i said what i said is because we've related with us before i like i said i used to sing and i remember having you know i wanted to improve you know my my tone and whatnot so i went and started taking uh, voice lessons and i remember the teacher asking me what it is that i wanted to do and i said i want to win grammys and go on tour and go back to my high school and do like a thank you show and blah 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 and she says okay great and what if that doesn't happen and I remember looking at her like, I'm pretty sure I just dropped you like a $200 check for you to not ask me questions like that, but for you to get me there. And she says, no, really, what if you don't get there? What if that's not really what your purpose is, is to be that big star? What if your purpose is to work with others, work with up and coming people? What if your purpose is to be A&R? What if your purpose is to, you know, and I had to think about it like, damn, like that's, that's true. 
And here I am years later, not indirectly in music, but being a huge fan and having another avenue where I can talk about it and I can give my opinion about it, you know, and um, it's, it's satisfying to me. So that's why I mentioned what I did is that I could see that there are other things within you that, you know, this is, so I could see somebody one day being like a behind the music and, you know, showing how like some of your biggest tracks have been sampled by some, you know, uh, local or, you know, um, new artists, but how you've been on the under producing or building A&R or building a local, you know, record label. So there's so many different things that, you can do and that I think you're capable of doing and the thing that I like about you and that I feel that helps you to get there is that you're you have your 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 eye on the prize but you understand that sometimes there's going to be like other routes that you take to get there or that prize might change right. you know that might just yeah, the, the manifest thing, honestly, it's, it's different with different lanes but I can say with music myself you got to get into a zone where you realize like you might not have the biggest following different things like that and it might be this the one song that pops off it might be these diff it's really different a lot of different variables that'll make you be as big as you want to be and then but it's more focusing on like i've always worked a solid job been able to hold down a household and been stable my whole life yeah. so i know what it's like to have enough i don't have to be like a millionaire my first step i take to know that's going to come. The game is going to give you a million dollars. Yeah. I'm going to say that right now. The game is going to give you a million dollars if you're supposed to get a million dollars. Right. What's going to do 200000 Nigga, I ain't making 200000 a year. But he said job. I'm working. I'm working hard as fuck. You feel me? So it's like you got to, people get caught up in what's my worth, what's my worth. You're going to get your worth, bro. But like just because you didn't get broke off that first fat check or you're going to get broke off that first fat check, but how much of it you going to see? Right. And why not have more control? Like, and even me, I'm big on in-house. Like, I I provide myself with my own studio. I'm I have Photoshop to do my own cover arts, nice. different things like that. And I want to be able to do everything myself eventually. Not because I don't trust nobody or don't. I'm willing to spend money, do everything like that. But it's I take this shit serious. This is my yeah. business in the sense of I'm I don't just oh I want to make music and I'll get lucky and get famous or I grab something to get money with. It's like nah, you gotta take it serious and it's just like I said it's, I it's crazy to sit here and have the conversation because a lot of people don't have this conversation as artists you just want to be the best you want to be the one on tour you want to be the one making sure everybody can eat because you're eating not because you're trying to put them in position as far as like really being yeah. that no it's super like important I, said, like, I mean I I didn't say I want to say Diddy and like, I, Diddy like on some famous and all that shit like I, I watched Diddy how many times he made him making a band trying to make a group that he knows can make music and music. man how many right? artists you know that he got that's platinum and other shit like that and it's but and he's never stopped and he's still diddy case in point good lord you got danny kane you got i mean craig mack rest in peace but you had all these other people that this dude tried to bring up and sending people to go get cheesecakes and doing everything else where are they but he's still diddy he's still diddy. he's still making money he's still trying to kick it like he you know 24 you know with the gray and everything but he's still diddy you know on on so I like that you that you mentioned that. So you can still get to your 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 optimal you know your uh, optimal level of living and what your true purpose is. I you know I say that we all yeah, are just exactly. part of the puzzle piece. You got to have confidence in your craft. Like in the, the day, yeah. I know what I bring to the table as an artist and what I do. It might not write this second in the in the climate of the culture fit and get a million people to want to follow it or all this and that, but. 
I listen to many uh, underground artists that you stay through your shit, you get your code following, you do your thing, and anybody that's down with some real pop lyricism, and it ain't like it's just straightforward lyricism when we trying to kill you like we write our verses, read the dictionary or something. It's just, just real life, real perspective. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. Different flows, just respect for the music. You feel me? So and that's what it is, and, and the passion for it. That. And what I say, and what I like to say is, do you really want a billion followers when a billion followers follow like Takashi? You know, I'll take a hundred thousand if they're not going to be Takashi fans. So that's kind of that's kind of the give and the take as well. Do you really want that billion, you know, billion followers that you know maybe five hundred, you know, or a million of them or whatever yeah, like, are not I, I true real hip hop love? Like even talking about Takashi, I watched him try to talk shit about the artist talking about you when you got 17k your first week selling some shit. But it was a point where that nigga wasn't getting done. So you think 17,000 people ain't an accomplishment, bro? Like, yeah. And that's just where it's like you gotta you gotta know the value of what you're doing. Like you feel me? People could diminish it. You could feel like you in an industry where it's not enough, but you gotta take your shit in stride and it's gonna be the next step. Like you feel me? Um, and you keep moving for it. Not so, you can't try to get in the game, not be successful, or not get what you're supposed to, and think it's over. Like you got to keep yeah. playing the game. Like it's, yeah, it goes yeah. Well, I like what you were saying when we were talking beforehand that you've used this coronation, and that's what I call it. I don't want to call it quarantine and all that COVID nineteen. <laughs> coronation sounds just so it's just better. You know, we're all been on a, a little vacation, so I know that we were talking about using this time to really kind of improve upon ourselves and look inward. And you were saying that you've, you know, ventured into kind of creating more of a home studio and doing more of your own mixing and, and whatnot. Um, so tell me about what you want to take at the end of this. When everybody, when it's like everybody get back to regular life, we're all good, everybody's healthy. What do you think you're going to look back on when you look and you reflect and say that you, um, a skill that you've acquired or something that you've, you know, benefited from during this time that's helping your, you know, your career and your music? For sure, I've uh, just the fact sitting down and learning the program I record on, just getting better at engineering. Like, I bought more plugins and just got the knowledge myself to be able to do it and cut out the middleman and having to pay to get stuff mixed and mastered. So, that's just one of the biggest things. And then just building up and taking this time of like this, you know, you go out, you just spend money miscellaneously, you just buying fast food, you buying stupid stuff, and it's just more every purchase is more precise it's mm -hmm. more everything i've spent money on is building up my apartment in a sense or my studio in a sense you know so it's just being able to come out of it and just be advanced in life in a sense of that like taking that next step opposed to just feeling like oh this shit just had me sitting idle i yeah. couldn't do nothing it got me going backwards you know so that's, and and that's why more I said, kind of the blessing even coming out because going in going in you would think like Man, it's gonna be hard. Like, how are we gonna work with all this and that? But it's just take stuff is panned out, like, and all this stuff like that. So it's just yeah. No, I yeah, it's something beneficial. And I don't know if you can see and our our guests can see, but um, we have the video playing, one of your videos playing. So you guys will know you can find this stuff on YouTube, um, you know, SoundCloud, and I think the hubby's gonna put on one more video so you guys can kind of see that while we're talking. Um, so tell me what is, if somebody asks you, we're in an elevator, I meet you, you say you're a music artist and I'm like, what's your music about? How would you describe that to somebody? And we're going to make it even harder. How would you describe it to a Karen? <laughs> Karen. 
would be straightforward. It's just, you know, it's perspective from a, a dude in his mid-20s, you know, and it's just stories from, from when I was younger to now, and you just got to have an open ear to un- listen to the story, you feel me, because it's, it's not told in chronological order. It's not given to you in the most flashy, simile, metaphor type of bars and all of that. It's real, you know, good beat, good lyrics, and well put together songs. And it's just versatility, different stuff like that. It's something for every year. And it's just, honestly, you got to be open to it. I just feel like yeah. I have to say that nowadays because people feel like they have to listen to a certain type of music. But it's just, I was gonna say, I was gonna throw you a loop, you know. I was gonna throw you a loop and be like, so is it like Drake? You know, that's what somebody would say, like Drake or like who is it like? You know, so I like that you say that because you have to be able to identify to them that it's it's not what you're gonna hear in 102, 103, you know, um, at least not yet, at least until you know it music really well, I'll say radio, because radio is a different, a whole different thing, but um being able to let them know that it's more of um like you said, lyrical, it's storytelling, but you have to go into it with an open mind, you know, so that you can get the story. Yeah. Well, I think that's dope. So, no, go ahead. And I was saying, it's just, I even appreciate you saying that because it's just more, I don't know, I feel like people listen to music nowadays based off of who is, the, who is the reference artist like right now, who are, who are you seeing on the social media, who yeah. is your friends listening to, but it's more of like, because I, I can sit here and advocate for myself all day, but it's it's a million artists that deserve to get listened to, and people close their, their ears to it because they think they're supposed to listen to a certain type of thing, or they think that where they're getting whatever from is enough, but in reality, you got to be open to all that stuff. So it's just... Yeah. It's yeah. up to the listener, it really is. It's really one of them hard things, but all you can really do is just let somebody know what you're giving out and who you are. And continue to do you. No, I like that you said it's always to a reference, uh, somebody who's a reference. So you're right. Like, you know, right now it would probably be somebody like the baby that somebody would go, oh, dude, is that who you sound like? Or, you know, somebody that they hear all the time. So that's that's true. Um, and I would think that that would kind of have to be a little infuriating, a little, you know, it would probably irk my nerves a little bit. But that gives you the opportunity to kind of flip that, keep the positivity going and let them know about you, you know, which Not exactly as a listener, that's how you really build a fan is somebody that feels like they made a connection with you. So if you're able to take that time and explain what your lyrics is, you know, what your lyric lyrics are about and what your music's about, and then you're building a true fan. So that's something that um you, you have a good skill at. That's why it's important, guys. If you want to be in the music, you want to be an actor, whatever it is, great. But be able to be a people person and speak your mind and get your opinion out. Like have some common sense and be able to exhibit that. It, those things are super important other than just what your craft is, you have to be able to be a person that can relate to everybody. Um, are the boys cooking something? I feel like something's cooking, oh, okay. I'm like feeling, no, I sorry, I'm just smelling stuff. No, that's part <laughs> of me. Oh. No, but I don't say even that, that's real. You gotta be able to do that. But even something is, you gotta be appreciative that even every platform, like you right now giving me a chance to give people a more insight of who I am. And then when they go listen to me to be like, it translate over to the music opposed to sometimes like as an artist you saturate your social media just trying to push stuff in people's face and you got to be able to know who somebody is see it somewhere else and people don't really i don't know people don't 
don't appreciate that as much as like when you artist, you feel like, oh, I'm about to, I'm about to get interviewed, or I'm about to do this, I'm about to do that, and you just thinking you're so much on your high horse, like you know, and you don't understand like, like now it's like it's an opportunity, a building that go forward with this, make sure you can try to do more and just whatever like that, and it's just yeah, Unless, no, like, I, like I you said, agree. like it could be infuriating, and you got to go with the reference thing because people gonna want to hear what they want to hear, but yeah. It's just a, it's a nonstop grind of trying to push. But trying to that's push the that difference that I see. Um, what were we listening to the other night? Um, was it Lil Wayne? I think it might have been No Love, Eminem and Lil Wayne. And we were just listening to just some of the, del- no, no, no. It was Mona Lisa. Lil Wayne's Mona Lisa. I mean, talk about delivery and double entendres and just you know, getting and getting in that flow and 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 that cut and knowing what level that was. And I just wonder if people listen to music the same way. Like when we sit and listen to music, we're listening to music. We're we're listening. We're pausing it. We're talking about what he said, how he said it. You know what he meant. We're binding it again. I'm just wondering if people listen to it like that anymore. Um, and if they don't, how do we get them to do that? You know, I just remember like sitting down with albums you know, my parents' albums and stuff back in the day and reading the lyrics off of the back of the album. But while you did that, you actually heard the production. You could hear them taking a breath on the album. You could hear, you know what I'm saying? You could hear the drums, you could hear everything clearer. So it just gave you a different mindset on how to uh, appreciate the music. So it was more of music appreciation. I wonder if people do that still. Do you think that that's, that that's something that's done or do you think it's all about like reaction videos and, you know, anything like that? I think it's done, but just on a like on a very low scale. I do think it's more of like, more of like, what what are the people talking about? What has a video? Different stuff like that is kind of how this generation listens to music. Like if you go, because I feel like even people my age they don't even care what's new because like we just we're just gonna go listen to the old Drake. We're gonna go listen to the Wiz Khalifa we listened to in high school. We're gonna go listen to whatever yeah. you know used to give us Kanye. our fix. So. Yeah. It's, like exactly like i'm gonna go listen to graduation by kanye and i could just be perfectly fine so it's just different stuff like that so yeah. it's just i feel like you have your instances where people break down music because that's how i listen to music i'm very into lyrics even before i listen to the beat like i'm more into like can somebody rap so yeah but i feel like if you speak into the right now like nah it's just what's popping it's really more the beat it's just getting the room shaking and then it's on to the next song. Songs don't even have longevity like that. So I mean, first of all, what is this whole one minute and thirty second, two minute song about? Like, I don't know who started that bad, but let's end it very quickly. Like E forty actually has a song out that's like yeah. one minute and thirty six seconds. And I was like, Does he know that he did that? So I'm just I'm wondering like how can you get a message out in, in under two minutes or two minutes and twenty seconds? But you know, it's that, not even about getting out messages no more, it's just about making a song. It's literally about true. Yeah, they're like interludes. Because the lyrics don't even have to, don't even have to have no like cohesiveness. It's just yeah, yeah. More after more after more. Like I've even recorded different artists. They just literally go punching one more, punching one more, punching one more, and that's how they do their verses. Just freestyling off the top of their head, and that's what they're happy to walk out with. Hmm. So it's just instead of the cohesiveness. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just, and the music is just more of a thing people can just do. It's not like to compare it to anything that has like an actual gate on it, like athletic, like uh, being an athlete. You feel me? You're not just gonna walk into the NBA. You're not gonna walk into the NFL. 
for anybody could buy the programs and the right shit and make a song and to walk into the rap game. You feel me? Yeah. So yeah. it's just yeah, you're not gonna have a little pump, you know, starting football. You know, you're not, you know, he's not gonna go in on the start line. It's you know, impossible. So it's, but yeah, it's like, yeah. Inter- entertainment in a sense though is just it's way more open for what could be let in and that's why you just gotta all you could do is just keep going making songs and you don't, yeah. never, you don't ever know which one's gonna pop off you feel me because you've seen what happened for other people and even for me i can use myself personally i get caught like i might get caught up in the type of music i make and i know like oh well this dude made this song i could blow up making a song like that but then you don't yeah. it's like nah you want you want to blow up with your sound so like it could get looked at as a hindrance but it's like nah you gotta stay true to that and just move how you move and that's you know? the best thing yeah no, I can definitely relate, you know, in writing and when I was singing and stuff, you know, uh, Pussycat Dolls, like all, you know, kind of groups like that were huge. And I found myself kind of changing what I was writing to more of that. But that wasn't who I was. Who I was was influenced by Anita Baker and Stephanie Mills and, uh, you know, um, oh, my gosh, Tina Marie. And, you know, that's that's who I was influenced by. So I had to be able to decipher what you know, what I was going to do and what I was best at. And I knew that those times that I tried to produce a more poppy, sexy, hippie, you know, hip song type of song, it wasn't my best work. And so I think that when you are truly in tune with who you are as an artist, then you know that the work that you put out is not good. You know that right away, you know? So it's your own decision at that point, whether you want that to be your message or you want to continue with your truth. So, and that's kind of a huge, uh, you know, um, fork in the road to be able to, to travel. So i do want to thank you so much i could like talk to you for the rest of the evening um it's just so many more topics and so many different avenues that we can go down but if you had to um i said i have a million dollars waiting right here for you if you're able to choose your the song that you have created that is your absolute favorite out of your entire discography right now and one that is available for our listeners to be able to go and listen to what would that one track Always grinding off tops. Okay. Like Reverse hers. What I call okay. that. Oh, everything Perfect. that's off of uh, Pick Your Poison. You can go. That's on Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud. Just type in Vash the Lasers, V A S H T H E L A Z R. Pick Your Poison. It's going to be a project. You feel me? That's oh, on there. That's look, literally one look of my, at this hey, amazing producer that we have. Go check he already had it in queue. All that, like. But that's one of them ones where it it gives you stories about me, shows you who I am lyrically, and I just really just went off on the verses in my opinion. But. You did. This is probably I think this is one of the first ones that I watched um, the videos, and like I was saying, he already had it queued up. It was right ready to be played, so it's on the screen right now. This one's definitely fire. It gives you a um, a very honest depiction and it allows you the ability to see the story of what you're trying to tell with the visuals, but you're also getting it, you know, through through the lyrics. Um, and it's kind of building everything together for you. So this, yeah, we can we play a little bit, just a couple seconds of it? Oh yeah, it's good. Okay, cool. Yeah, so we, um, was it, this was taped in, in uh, Sacramento, correct? Yeah. That actually, uh, I taped it on, I'm walking down 12th Ave, basically like the concept, the store you see is starting at, is the store I grew up down the street from, like my mom would send me down with the food stamps back when they was like the booklet of food, not even the EBT okay. card, you feel me? Like, yeah. 
that's the store we had to walk to. Like it used to be a mission carrying in a gallon of milk home. That's how young we used to be. You feel me? Yeah. So I was like, oh yeah, I just want to do it walking, doing the walk I used to do all the time. You feel me? Like, oh my gosh, that's dope. That's giving so me I chills. See, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's dope. If you guys know Sacramento, you know Oak Park, then you guys know exactly where that is. Um, if not, take a little drive. You know, check this out if you guys are local. But we're going to play a little bit of it. And then we are going to let him get to his evening. I'm sure his girl is like, When are you done, Negro? Can you please let like, have him get you off? Um, and I, okay. before I forget, before we get off, I want you to shout out her, um, her YouTube as well. Um, because she is a content creator and we want to give all, you know, give shine to our fellow people of color on a, they are killing it outside. What is going on? Um, all right. So we're going to play a little bit of the video here. This is a good song, guys. So definitely go download this one. You want to like, subscribe to his channel and his videos and then go follow him on, on the, the streaming platforms. Charge, nice. we dipping off, we switching cars. I'm thinking about how I'm finna win. God, I'm glad you know. So, you go, guys, a little bit. Bless your ears. Look, it's a simple thought. If I make a move, then I'm gonna hit it off. If I slip, they slide around, take the charge, and we dipping off. We switching cars, I'm thinking about how I'm finna win. I'm rolling up, but I ain't drinking shit. I'm probably at my job, or I'm probably brushing off another bitch. Ignited first before I light the perp. If I ride a verse, you shouldn't buy the hurt. I'm on the side of her, but I ain't wiping her. I can vibe on her, we do all kinds of verbs. I'm out there now, I'm finna get him now. I smoke too many blunts to be sitting around. You niggas need a sound. I've been switching styles, I'm on the incline. You niggas getting down. I'm rolling around with my same niggas, I never change. Nigga, I still flame switches, I'm about to change with it. So I came with it, she a go get I had to go. Get it. I'm back at it and I'm back on top. Still riding dirty, can't fear the law. If I ride with Brody, got to steer the car. He gon' get involved, and I'ma get us gone. Stay positive for my every movement. Had to own the gun, but didn't ever shoot it. It's a dirty world, can't get polluted. It's a dirty job, who else gon' do it? I be sitting clean and I be getting off. These other niggas weak, I couldn't fill a bar. Took a green tea, just listen on. Just building conscious to kill them all. I need my Oh, yeah. But I'm a fan as well. So, you said what? Nah. Oh, my bad. You can hear me. I was just giving all kind of shouts out there. I was saying I love it. That's the type of song that you put on and you drive around a little bit. You know, you really get into it. Put it on when you, you know, light up your, your bowl or hit your dab or roll up a little bit. And just really get into the story that's being told. That's one of my favorites. And um, I'll definitely be sharing with, more with you guys about um, this whole series that we're doing and the artists that we have on. I'll kind of be sharing like a little playlist of my favorite once this is all completed. So you guys will be able to check that out. But give you another opportunity to let everybody know where they can find you, where they can get in contact with you, where they can follow you. And then also, like I said, give a little shout out um, for your girl and her um, YouTube channel, what, what she has going on. Oh yeah, uh, damn. You gotta follow me up on uh, Instagram, vast.ftl. Instagram, I want to say it's the same thing, or Vash the Laser. Can't really remember. And I got music on uh, Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, Vash the Laser. Just dropped a project with my bro, uh, G3, called Trigun. It's on uh, all the streaming platforms under FTL. 
f.t.l and you'll be able to find that it's called trigon joint album with the bro and been working on new music we got another project coming another joint project i'm working on the project whole team working on eps so we got a lot of music coming just under the whole ftf's umbrella you feel me you gonna have more laser t's soon and pretty much just you know keep working on music and upgrade it to studio like i can show you all that somewhere to record get me for rates I was just gonna say, will you help anybody out? Are you open to helping people get their, you know, their, their stuff I'm together? Awesome, yeah. I, really, I do the, I do all of that. Like, cause I'm more than just a rapper. I do the engineer, and I, I be trying to just build up the the culture, honestly. So yeah, well, show him. Yeah, definitely show him his his closet that he put together there. That's dope. It's all ready for you guys to go recording yeah. area. I put, got the whole thing padded out. Got the good mic. Work off a of Logic Pro, so. To tap in whenever you want to record just hit me up on any of the social media i just said it's all good and i hope you guys that's that? what he's about this is why i wanted to have him on he not only does he have a good heart not only is he about like let's bring everybody up you know and he'll work with you but you got to be real you got to be about your you got to be about your shit. he doesn't have time to waste you know and if that's the level you're on then don't even don't even waste his time you know what i'm saying like but if you're ready you like his energy yeah. you like what level he's on you like his music it doesn't hurt to reach out. That's why opportunities happen like this, um, you know, and maybe it's an opportunity for you to meet somebody who's going to help you to get to your next level. So yeah, I am so thankful. Really come through here. It's all about work. Even my, like, my girlfriend be doing stuff. You feel me? That's our uh, YouTube follower, Tasia, with two A's. You feel me? Go. Yes, yeah. I'm going to be following her. Everybody be working. So it's just. Multiple it's streams of income, you guys. What we have to do, part of uh, you know, we, us being accountable as as a black community, is let's start tapping into our our given um, passions and purpose and talents. You know, entrepreneurship is not that far off. Being able to create your own lane and and tap into what you're passionate about is not that far off to do. You know, you just have to identify it, be accountable, and want to put in the work. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. You guys can start your own business, biz, um, black business in a box. It's a great avenue for it. You guys want any more information on that you can hit me up i can lead you into how to do that you can you know have your full store set up of sunglasses you know eyelashes hair care products adult sex toys whatever it is you pay you know you invest a certain amount which is less than 300 at this point and actually i think right now it'll be even less than that but you make an investment and you guys will have your on your own online e-commerce store that's a place to start we have to start tapping into the the opportunities that are in front of us to be able to create other opportunities. That's what somebody like Bash is going to be able to provide for you. That's what I like to do here as the Mary Jane Maven. You know, we try to educate, you know, eradicate, elevate, and, you know, have uh, these individuals on that are pure examples of that. So once again, sir, I want to thank you for going into almost the next day with us. It's been really good talking to you. I think part of the time is because I haven't talked to you in like two and a half months. So I'm like, Let's talk, let's talk, let's talk. So <laughs> it's a really good hearing from you, talking to you, getting your, you know, your insight on these topics. I knew that you'd be powerful and somebody that I want to share my opinion with. I will always be a biggest supporter. Can't wait to see you in a couple months. Maybe it'll be before that when we can get out into doing something normal. But if not, you know, I'll see you every day. And everybody, you guys follow him. If you didn't get any of the information that he mentioned, hit me up. I'll be more than happy to share that with you. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it, Bash. No, I really appreciate you having me on. Like I said, it's been a minute. You know, I always 
just enjoy talking to you. We could go down the rabbit hole. It's always some real yeah. stuff, you feel me? And even though we had, we've had way deeper conversations before yeah. and it's just always cool to just bounce whatever, you know, going on, period. Whether it just be with the music, the worldly stuff, and yeah. just even knowing just the ties we got through, just the work me and your husband do, you feel me? And yeah. Knowing what we're trying to do there, so. Nah, Good down sounding board. Me on for sure. And don't be surprised if I ask you on again to co-host with another guest. You'd be real good for I'm, that. I'm, so. it's, it's all love. Like whenever you want to do it, just let me know. We could get it in. I will. Don't be look. Don't be surprised. It might be next week. I don't know. <laughs> yes. Oh yes. Yeah. So thank you everybody. You know I got the hubby over here, the producer, being like, do what you're supposed to do. So thank you for menaging with us tonight, everybody. Um, you know you can hit me up at menage with the Mary J Maven. And at the Menage with the Mary J. Maven podcast, YouTube, Menage with the Mary J. Maven podcast, which you're watching us on, Twitter, Menage with the Mary Jane, and that's actually Menage, W I T M J M A V N, then at regular Mary J. Maven. And also, we got to give love to my fantastic, my sexy, my loving, the best husband ever, and also the best producer, the producer, the hubby, the hubby, the hubby. You can find him on Instagram as well. So thank you guys so much for spending time with us. Sorry for the technical difficulties, but appreciate you understanding. Hope you guys, you know, had a good time. I did. Thank you once again, Bash. You guys have a great night. We'll see you next week. All right. Woo. Monthleaf is the monthly cannabis subscription service for Northern California. They offer a variety of boxes that you can customize to fit your preferences. Each box will always have a value exceeding $150, but all you have to pay is just $100. And that's each month. 